0: What the hell is happening?
1: But you don't, you don't know a little David Bowie? I, I, you've, no, you know, you've never heard that song.
0: I probably heard it, but I don't recognize it.
1: Oh, that comes out oh. of one of my favorite movies of all times. Which movie? Ah, uh, Night's Tale. Mm. With Heath Ledger.
0: Oh, okay. Very yeah, good. But
1: it's, it's also reminiscent of you know, a couple years ago when I used to be living the golden years. Now. <laughs> Now it's when you were a contender. When I was a contender, now I'm, now I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel with the rest of the
0: schmucks. Yeah, and apparently Josh Allen is joining in. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's fucking. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get there. It's early. He had a lot of hype going into this. You know, I, I wouldn't call this. This is nothing that a little bit of a blue pill or you know a Roman swipe can't fix.
0: I, yep, those those are things that might
1: help. I think. Yep. But no, what's what's good, man? Like, welcome back. Let's get let's get her going. Let's another it's, another
0: beautiful day. Yep. It's great to be back. And you know, this week's pod, it's not quite as eventful, I think, as some of the most recent ones we've had. Um, only one trade, which hey, better than nothing. Uh, but yeah, we'll go through the trade and then we'll talk about, you know, maybe spotlight a few teams, um, talk about some early season trends that we're seeing, and then of course finish with the matchups. So, Dan, let's go through the first trade. And that actually involved me and Jerry. And in this deal, Jerry received Robert Woods, Daryl Henderson, and Tyson Williams. And I received T. Higgins, two 2022 third round draft picks, and a 2022 fourth round draft pick. Dan, let's start it with you. Let's hear your thoughts.
1: So, this is, I mean, I love T. Higgins. I like a young kid coming out of their dynamic offense, a lot of mouse to feed, but, but he's, I mean, after watching him play against the bears last week, eh, and granted the bears suck in the secondary, it's just fucking bad. But, but I mean, he's a guy that, that has huge, huge upside with this uh, in returns. Jerry gets five years older than Robert Woods. And I mean, Matthew Stafford, in that offense looks absolutely fucking amazing. Like I just, I'm just going to put that out there. Daryl Henderson's an interesting piece. It's I, I'm big on the Cam Akers comeback train. Um, mm-hmm. That's just that's just who I am, with part of it. Um, but right now he's the guy. Sony Michelle is not getting as much work as as I think we would expect with this. But I like I like Henderson. Tyson Williams, again this is a this is a now play. I think this is I don't. Yep. I don't see a lot of this panning out long term with this, and then you obviously acquire a bunch of picks in next year's draft, which I' know you've said your your pieces around it. Um, i I hate giving up T. Higgins in this spot, yeah, i do
0: okay.
1: i do I, I Jerry's got the some of the wide
0: receiver depth to move he does yep it, talent. I mean, still has d k. And he's got, I mean, LaVisca Chanel, Jalen Waddell has looked solid early on. Mm-hmm. Darnell Mooney. It might be Darnell Mooney season with... I William like Shirtle. the Mooney. We'll, we'll talk about him shortly with Justin Fields. Um, but, you know, he still definitely has guys there. Um, yeah, I mean, from my <laughs> like side, Figgins. it's... Yeah, I mean, so here's my thoughts on it. Um, first of all, um, I took Kevin's advice. You know, Kevin wanted to get both sides of the trade in terms of what they were thinking to go into it. Did reach out to Jerry. Unfortunately he didn't get back to me and you know there's no reason he was on vacation. There you go. More power to you. I would not be wasting your time talking to me if I was on vacation. (laughs) Um so Jerry, if you hear this, uh whenever you're back from vacay, feel free if you want to chime in either in chat or in heat to one of us and we can bring it up out on the pod. Um, For my side of things, I thought you know so dynasties, you know, year to year, you're keeping your rosters and it's not always just about building for this year. It's, you know, the future and stuff like that. So the idea of me maybe cashing in on Robert Woods, Daryl Henderson, Tyson Williams, three guys that I mean, I really like Robert Woods. Like you said, the Matt Stafford fit, I think, is awesome. Daryl Henderson, I even like too, at least this year. And I've always kind of been a fan of him. Um, Maybe. He can be productive this year. And even if Cam Akers does come back, maybe this will force McVay's hand to play him because through two games, he's been solid. Um, I'm with you on Tyson Williams. I think this is a one-year thing. Um, and even then, I think it's they're going to be Patriots-esque with their offense. Um, but yeah, the opportunity to get T. Higgins, um, who I don't think is quite at Robert Wood's level right now, I think will be soon enough. And like you said, the upside is just really tantalizing with him. Um, and just that offense I mean I know I've talked to you and other people I love Joe Burrow big fan of Jamar Chase I mean T Higgins I think Higgins and Chase can really be a just dominant duo for a long time so for me I mean and the picks you know meh. Um, I don't know I, I like getting younger um, at a core position and getting a guy like Higgins for the long term um, might suck short term this year but I'm okay with it
1: Yeah, and I think that's like you said it's this isn't just a one-year kind of thing, and we just get to start all the fuck over again. No, this is – I mean, you have to have youth to, to be mixed in with some of your talent. You've got to have picks. I mean, you're – this is constant ebb and flow, and I think that's what makes yeah.
0: Dynasty that that much more enjoyable than regular redraft leagues. For sure. And, I mean, and now let's make something clear, too. You know, youth can definitely become overrated, um, mm-hmm. you know. It's, you know, I, I said, you know, Robert Woods is 29 and that's, oh gosh, 29, like that scares a lot of people off and, you know, the, the dynasty community, um, you know, for me, you know, are trying to like time, like when a player maybe is going to decline is like trying to, you know, time the stock market, you know, real estate, like good luck, you know, smarter men than you have failed. And dumber people than you have been successful. There's no rhyme or reason for when this stuff happens. Um, so that's risky, too. I mean, Robert Woods could go on to have, like, just forward-dominant years. Yep.
1: You know, and, and you know and who's stuff. loving all this stuff? Tom exactly. Brady
0: owners. Exactly, yeah. Tom Brady's been, like, a sell for the last, like, 10 years. And he's just chugging along, you know, being awesome in this league. So that's a great, um, you know, example to bring up. Cool. So, so like, this is going to kind of transition to our next section. And, you know, as some of you are well aware of, this league, just right now, there's a lot of contenders, pretenders, like a lot of, you know, I feel like we all know where the season's going, you know, with the teams that are going to make the playoffs. But I feel like if we squint really hard, the only spot that maybe is up for grabs would be that third spot in the Marvel division. And that would be, you know, involving Sam's team. Um, and Jerry and Armand are kind of at the point where they're, they're, like maybe rebuilding, maybe kind of at the end of things. You know, we've seen both of them kind of make a few trades. Um, you know, trades this the off season and into the season that maybe signals that they're trying to contend or maybe ready to contend. So, I mean, I mean, I'll open up with you, Dan, but like I just wanted to kind of talk about, you know. These three teams, you know, how you kind of maybe view Jerry and Armand and where, you know, short-term and maybe into the long-term. Like, can this final playoff spot maybe be, uh, you know, closer than we think? Or are we just reaching for this, you know, some hopes and prayers here?
1: I I think it starts with a little bit of hopes and prayers. But I think any time that you go in one of these ambitious championship runs, you have to have hopes and prayers with it. I, I mean, when we look at heaven forbid injury season and we saw a crazy week two Mm -hmm. from an injury perspective and that's i mean that just i mean what's the will smith line flip turn shit upside down yeah with it and that's that's literally what injuries do in this league and i mean sam's got a piece that's now lumped in here that makes sam better with it and it it takes one of those unfortunate injuries to Mm -hmm. to go through and have it happen um you know, for, for Jerry's team, Zach Wilson isn't panning out like we hope, but it's a young quarterback. The The Tampa Bay backfield is the Tampa Bay backfield, which which we kind of expect. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of talent in the wide receiver place. I mean, KJ Hamler, you said LaVisca Chenault, Hunter Renfro, sneaky with it. Um, there's a lot, a lot of interesting pieces. And, and Jerry's got three first-round draft picks next year. With and again, like we talk about the class and everything there, but mm-hmm. I,
0: you know, Jalen Hurts has been, dare I say it, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of doing, I think, what at least I expected. You know, I, I we have to go back and listen to the podcast, but I think I'm going to win that one when we talked about I know. Jalen Hurts versus Carson Wentz. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to be a contest. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think when you look at, you know, what I so I kind of like looked at each three teams in terms of where they say you know and maybe like what their needs are right now mm-hmm. and i think a lot of them are very or these teams are kind of spitting image of spitted spitting images of, of each other um just because for starters they're all very young they're starting like a lot of like first or second year starters and in fantasy those younger guys like it can take a little bit for them to become like sort of proven studs and here's like just a very interesting thing that I random stat or whatever. Yeah. Um, just quirk that I found. Um, so do you want to guess how many starters are first or second year starters that either my team, Kevin's team, Zane's team, Adam's teams, or Stefan's team started last week? I would probably say it's it's maybe four. Four total between all of us? Yes. So it was five. Everyone started oh, one player. That damn. was first or second. Now I know there might be injuries. There might have been matchup play. But that's just an interesting thing. Do you want to guess how much Sam, Jerry, and Armand started last week? I Oh, man. Let's see. We start two, four, six, we start six, eight. Ten guys. ten guys. Yep.
1: So I've got 30 options. I'm going to go with 17.
0: Not quite. They started 12. But damn. just to give you to percent. And again, matchup injuries blah 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 there might be some excuses but interesting like 12 guys i mean that just goes to show like their teams are younger relying on younger players and some of those players just aren't quite at the level of you know some of these proven studs are and not to say that younger players can't be studs because some of those guys are too right now Um, but i I just found that interesting because look at the other teams like those guys that those teams look legitimate playoff teams Sam, Jerry, well, Sam's probably, but Jerry and Armand, um, just younger teams, very interesting.
1: I, I think a lot. I, like you said, I mean, Armand's starting Trevor Lawrence. And 19 yep. points in week one, he throws up six yeah. last week. I mean, granted, you know, Armand won last week with it. So, I, <laughs> you know, you have, you have your moments and everything. You do. But, but, I mean, you don't feel really great. And now, all of a sudden, two is out. Tarod Taylor's on IR. Like this team just kind of took a nosedive in this. Now, granted, we've got Jacoby Brissett that's coming in for this. He, in whatever minimal, you know, he did, well, not minimal, he threw 40 fucking passes with it, but they were also playing way from behind. That was so, game. Yeah. That, that
0: very much was an ugly game. I, Jacoby's I mean, I no slouch. No, I, yeah, he's, he's, he's an not right great quarterback. I mean, I think when you look at Armand's team, you know, you'd kid the nail on the head i mean qb production is definitely the biggest thing that he's lacking right now and i think i speak for both of us when we say like trevor lawrence is going to get there he's going to be oh yeah an elite talent you know an elite yep. player sooner than later we think two will probably get there um but then after that i mean i think the second thing that sticks out for Armand's team is maybe some flex options um you know his top like top part of the lineup like looks pretty good Saquon, i mean Saquon yeah, Barkley,
1: yeah
0: yeah godwin. terry yeah terry godwin sutton i mean trevor lawrence i mean that's that's it's, pretty much great out.
1: names yeah those great guys. names
0: yeah and i mean so i think he needs a flex or a few flex options maybe another running back um and then of course i mean Saquon Barkley needs to bounce back but he's coming back from an injury um i think he'll get there so i think for vermont's team He just, he needs a little bit more depth and he needs like his, you know, time for his guys to develop.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, going into Sam's roster and everything, I mean, you've got a lot of talent. Acquiring Christian McCaffrey is a huge focal point for how this season should should be going for him. And obviously you've got Alvin Kamara. Um, Rob Gronkowski has been second to none right now in the tight end world, which is like, that's the piece that I don't think Sam needs to bank on and sustaining. With it, I, I think he got two vulnerable defenses. I think this week against the Rams is a complete, utter turnaround for what Rob Gronkowski could potentially put up. But, you know, you trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick, you catch an injury. Mm-hmm. You know, shit, not good. Well, lucky enough for you, Andy Dalton tweaks a knee, and Justin Fields gets catapulted into the starting lineup. He's got a tougher matchup, I think, against Cleveland. Um, I mm-hmm. don't think that's a throwaway one for for Fields, but this is truly going to be to see what the Bears played for. DeAndre Swift, you were like great week one, but there was a lot of Jamal Williams play in there, yeah. and there was a good amount of Jamal Williams play in the in the Packers game with it. So I I I don't think that's a backfield I'm necessarily concerned about. Um, I just I, you don't feel very good about that, but you feel good about CD Lamb, AJ Brown is. I, are the Titans in a spiral?
0: I don't know. It's it's one of those. Is it just early season rust, or are they going to turn yeah. the corner? I think yeah. they're going to turn a corner. But, I mean, this offense just, it runs through Derrick Henry, you know, no mm-hmm. pun intended. And the passing game option, I mean, Tannehill, I think will get a little bit better, but there's just not a lot of balls to go around. And when yeah. you have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, like, they're going to, some people, someone's going to have a better week, someone's not going to have a good week. And I think that's going to be kind of the the story of this season for them.
1: But, I mean, you, you have Travis Etienne who's uninjured, injured. Antonio Brown's in COVID protocol. Jerry Judy goes on IR. Like, I mean, those are three big names I just listed. I, yeah, yeah, you've got Christian Kirk with it. it. Outside of that, though, I mean, it's this is starting to sound like a little Kevin Reaper status that anything that, <laughs> that, that he's touching this year is just going straight to IR. And I think that's what keeps Sam down in that touchable range right now is he's just he's just putting guys that are that, that yeah he's just he's got that touch right now
0: yeah I mean I think he definitely I mean this is going to kind of be like a something that will echo for all three teams and that's like sort of QB production like a little more consistency I mean he kind of got lucky with you know Justin Fields and hopefully he's going to start for the rest of the season as a Bears fan uh, just to make things easier to stomach um, but you know burrow is coming back from an injury i think he should be fine long term but i think there's going to be just you know peaks and valleys for both those guys and until like those are consistent you know those outside of like your elite running back your quarterbacks are going to be your highest scoring players on your team so until sam can get like at that point where he can count on justin fields and joe burrow to just be top 15 guys you know there's there's an opportunity for him for these other two teams.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and long-term wise, when we look at both of these teams, nothing really spectacular in 2022, Sam's got four second round picks yep. in 2022. Armand has one yep. with it and that's the, that's there, but Armand still got his first in 2023. So Jerry, Jerry's got the the ability that again, we never want to bank on, you know, if you're, Throwing your strategy on, I'm going to crush every draft. Mm -hmm. That's that's a real fucking rough strategy to start playing
0: fantasy football on. It is. I mean, now when we, you know, we'll finish up with Jerry's team. And it's kind of ironic, but Jerry, you know, for the first two years, quarterbacks were a huge question mark. And I think long-term there might be some question marks here, but in the short term, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater has been great. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts, you know, we talked about, you know, he's, he's a stud as long as he plays. The floor is extremely high and the ceiling's pretty Mm -hmm. high for him. Um, I think for Jerry, when you look at like just a weakness right now, he needs either like one elite, either running back or he just needs like an elite player to be like in a flex option and push people down. It could be at any position. It could Mm -hmm. be a running back. It could be a wide receiver. It could be a tight end. It could be, you know, one of those three. He just needs someone elite that will push everyone down just one like spot on the totem pole. And that kind of, I think, is right now the last missing piece for Jerry. And he does have some draft capital. So, I mean, yep. I think when we – I mean, do you want to shed any thoughts on Jerry before we kind of close on this?
1: <laughs> no, I, I, th- I think you're 100% spot on. Jerry Jerry has a lot of upside potential right now. Yeah. He's, he's, he's he's doing everything with Teddy Two Gloves. Jalen Hurts is everything there. Jalen Waddle looks good. We just saw Kyle Pitts have a really good game. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a guy that if he can get going and start putting up 15, 16 points a week, you're feeling really good with. I mean, DK production, you're right. This is one elite talent level from potentially being there. And that's, I mean, understanding Darnell Mooney's gotta, gotta continue to be the guy that it needs to be. Cole Komet, I'm gonna be curious how he how he plays in with Justin Fields. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think this is a uh a piece of a big piece or um, big piece and a flex away from,
0: from being pretty dangerous. I know. And so when you look at this team, like, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, Daryl Henderson, I mean, you know, there's a few guys. I mean, James Robinson, even Melvin Gordon, you know, Leonard Fournette, like guys that are good, but we don't know if they're going to be good a year from now. Yeah. I mean, do you think, does, if you're Jerry, you know, do you, roll the dice and just try to go for it this year or you know do you have to show some restraint and you know realize that maybe you shouldn't do that there's there's restraint a
1: thousand percent there's i again i've i've harped banged you know kevin's drum for the last fucking two weeks with it that's a team that you got to be very very concerned about with it i mean your team is is something that we definitely can't be sneezing at stefan's putting together a good week adam's put together a couple decent weeks. I don't think that there's in without getting rid of the future, mm-hmm. like literally the future, there's there's no way you're gonna do it this year. But you're a couple pieces away with potential draft capital and what you'll have options for, that the next two years you can replace those guys that you have questions about. I mean, and Jerry's sitting here with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten picks in next year's draft.
0: Yep, six of them in the third and fourth round. But four yep. of them, you know, three first and the second. Yep. Um, definitely has some capital. I mean, I don't know. I think you gotta you wanna see a little bit more of the season, but I don't know. I, I kind of think of like, you know, the Houston Rockets during the, you know. Kevin Durant years with the Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. they were like the only team that just said fuck it you know I'm going to go for it and there's a lot of teams right now that are you know not trying to tr- play you know they're tanking for lack of a lo- better well, lack of a better word I don't know I give it a few weeks but if I'm Jerry I wouldn't be opposed to maybe trying to go for it that's all I'll say And yeah, I that, think, yeah. and that's dependent on you know not just obviously your team but also you know, what Sam's team looked like, what my team looks like, mm-hmm. what Zane's team looked like, you know, there has to be a, yep, you know, there's a lot of variables we have to, yeah. we have to be watch out for over
1: three weeks. And I think you're right. That does dictate what it is to move a couple of these younger players for guys that are on contending rosters that are a little bit older that, I mean, just, I mean, like you said, but when the flip side, we look at this and you guys are on the more seasoned veteran side, I would be curious what the average age of your rosters are compared to these other guys and yeah. how much time you guys have left before you're in jerry's position going do i get rid of the farm in order to be better for years to come
0: yeah i mean it's
1: it's an, it's, it's all ebb and flow it's all it's, ebb and hard, flow.
0: it's one of the hardest questions in dynasty you know when do you rebuild you know when do you go for it and finding like the fine line on when to do it is tough and you know would you rather be a year early or a year too late you know that's that's the question that i think a lot of teams will have to be you know asking themselves this year next year just const- it should be a constant question that you ask yourself if we're being honest
1: i agree i absolutely agree
0: all right um i mean as of right now today sam still your playoff pick or it is but with all the injuries i think the the gap has the gap has
1: diminished mm-hmm. I, again, I, I, still think it's Sam. Do I feel as, do I feel more confident after last week or less confident? I don't necessarily feel
0: as confident. I still feel pretty confident. I think Jerry and Armand, like we need to see a trade or we need to see like more injuries just happen. Um, but until either something that they do or something that no one can control happens, um, I don't think there's, the gap's been closed. Yeah. Enough to, you know, get spicy, but both teams have potential. All right. Um. So one thing, you know, early in the season, it's kind of fun to, like, play, like, the small sample size game, you know, and freak out, overreact, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um. We're going to try to, like, take, like, a positive spin on it. And who is someone, like, right now in the early season that is doing, like, well, like, score performing really well, that isn't someone that you'd expect that you think right now would maybe you'd bet on to continue like the rest of the season, any position. Do you have a guy? Hmm.
1: I mean, I think Teddy Bridgewater is an interesting play who we just talked about. I think that's a, a very interesting one. I, I mean, if I'm putting my money where my mouth is Matthew Stafford, like, I mean, I, I had high expectations for him going in Uh, with it, but I, I love Matthew Stafford in that offense and Jared Goff has gone on the other team and, been pretty decent, except when inclement weather hits. But that's a story for a whole nother conversation. Um, I mean, those are guys that Cooper Cup, very interesting piece mm-hmm. with it. Um, I mean, it's hard to, uh, Travis Kelsey. I mean, I can go original Adam Thielen, Devontae Adams. I mean, we can go, through, we can go down a couple lists
0: here. Well, I mean, I think we're looking for a no, maybe guys that you didn't expect that are. At the top of the list, and you know Teddy Bridgewater, <clears> I think, is a good one um, because, like you said, it's this Denver offense has a lot of talent. I mean, Jerry Judy's obviously out right now, but they're not going to miss a beat when they have guys like Cortland Sutton, you know Noah Fant, running back. They've got Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, you know KJ Hamler, Albert O, Tim Patrick. Like, still a fine, fine offense. Yep. I, I think the what the I'm one saying?
1: other name I'll throw out there: is Sam Darnold. Just, right. I, 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 yeah. Say something bad about what he's done over the first two weeks.
0: I mean, you definitely can't. So far, he's put up, you know, numbers in this offense. I mean, I know, I, I mean, it's early, but I Ooh. mean, he's been respectable. I mean, there's been a lot of guys, you know, ahead of him, or like you know, Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, Jared Goff. I mean, those are three quarterbacks that. um are kind of coming out out of nowhere and doing well um but sam darnold i mean i think he's got to be smiling a little bit at seeing how <laughs> zach wilson's performing yeah
1: i mean i mean what do you have okay so i guess the first one i'll ask you is is bridgewater or darnold who can sustain it longer
0: um that's a great question
1: thank you i don't so hmm. Okay, do, should I make it? I, I don't know if this will make it easier, but what if
0: I throw Daniel Jones in that mix? No, it doesn't make it easier. <laughs> um, I mean, it's tough. I think for me, I'm going to go Sam Darnold purely because of the coaching staff and the talent around him, Um, mainly just Christian McCaffrey. Um, so I would say him, I think. But I think um, Teddy, Br- like I think both guys are going to flirt as finishing as like top 20 quarterbacks. So I
1: take it you might have probably had a, a name or two that would have been different, correct?
0: For what? For
1: a surprising player that, that yes. you. Yes. Yeah,
0: no, I do. So for me, um Mike Williams, I think Mike Williams has been spectacular um yeah. prior to this year, um you know, with the Anthony Lynn, you know, kind of zonky offense. You know, he was just a deep threat guy and he was good at it. You know, he definitely could catch the jump ball and the contested catch. Uh, but this year, I mean, they're just lining him up at the X. You know, he's doing everything um, on the field. I mean, he's outperforming Keenan Allen. Now I'm not going to say he's going to be, I think he's like wide receiver five or six right now. But I don't know. I'm buying it. I think he's the guy to watch. I mean, Kevin's never going to move him just because Kevin loves Kevin. Mike Williams more than, you know, Sam Darnold, which is saying a lot. Um, But yeah, I think Mike Williams is 100% legit. Like I... I'm 100% buying him, I think. Um, and he's a free agent next year, so I'm going to be very interested to see how this season plays out. Does he hit the open market? Um, he, I don't know. He, I think he made himself a lot of money these first few weeks, and I think we'll continue the rest of the season. Okay, so continued
1: output. Do you feel more confident in Mike Williams or Cooper Cup?
0: Um, I mean... Probably Cooper Cup, just because I think he's a better player um, and he's, you know, in an offense that he's shown to be like a stud. Um, but if he told me who would I rather buy, I would well, I don't even know how if he can answer that. Um, I, I like them both. I think, you know, Cooper Cup probably has a better chance at finishing in the top 10. But I think Mike Williams is going to finish as a top 24 wide receiver this year. Okay. All right. On the flip side, again, trying to be positive guys that maybe are not off to a hot start, but we think, you know, we'll maybe turn it on and, um, you know, become like maybe what we're accustomed to or live up to the expectations that they had at the start of the season. Any guys stick out for you? Josh Allen doesn't count. What do you mean? It doesn't count. That's, I mean, it yeah, it doesn't count. Well, either. no, no. So, okay. Let's talk about Josh Allen. <laughs> so Josh Allen was someone that I know you were very high on. I think you said he was like your second quarterback in dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, wasn't quite there, but you can't ignore what he did last year. I mean, what are, are you, I don't want to say concerned at all, but, um, do you expect him to rebound to what we saw last year very quickly this season?
1: I do. I think it's there's a lot of the additional hype. I think you you look at some of the pieces that are that are there mm-hmm. and everything. and like you you really hope that there that there is that kind of rebound with it. But I mean, he anytime you have have somebody that has huge expectations, Mm -hmm. with that that you're like you got to hope that that you perform and when you don't people start riding you and that's and that's there i think that's a guy that had enough adversity to Mm
0: -hmm. really come back and be better than what he is yeah i i don't know i i'm very curious like i think he's going to be fine but i think we're going to see him like settle in like as a top 10 to 12 quarterback this year which Again, great, but I don't think it'll be the super-duper elite that we saw last year. Mm -hmm. I I mean, that's the first name that kind
1: of jumps out at me. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jonathan
0: Taylor, maybe. He's an interesting one. That whole offense, like, it's just been... I mean, it's only two weeks, and they, you know, brought in Carson Wentz, you know, the new guy. Um, But, I don't know, very just interesting some of the production that we've seen or you know some of the production we just haven't seen
1: yeah i think those are the two names that immediately jump out maybe the only other one but he had a decent week last week was naji harris like mm-hmm. that was a really disappointing week one to go into um i think yeah i i mean that's what i got what do you got
0: i got two running backs as well um the first one is saquon barkley i think a lot of people right now maybe are turning on him just because of the Giants, but I think he's coming off an ACL injury and uh, that, you know, most people are not Adrian Peterson that tear their ACL on like December and then come back six months later um, and don't look like they're missing a beat, you know, God bless steroids, I guess. But um, I don't know, Saquon, I just, I, there's a reason that he's a highly, you know, ranked player on most dynasty sites. Um, I think he's, you know, a special talent and really the only running back capable of, at least right now, um, supplanting or coming close to what Christian McCaffrey can provide. Um, so he's someone that I, I don't know when it'll happen, but at some point in this season, I think he's going to turn it on and become like the Saquon of old. Yeah, um, I, I, that's a very good one. Yep. And the last or the other one I would have would be your guy, Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I mean. I've talked about him, you know, a lot or a few times this offseason. I think he's getting a lot of work. You know, this offense kind of, you know, saw the change with Fitzpatrick getting injured and then Heineke coming in playing Thursday night. I think, um, you know, J.D. McKissick is still a thing, but I don't know. He's getting a little bit more you know, action in the passing game, which is nice to see. I think the production and touchdowns will follow um, as the season progresses. And I mean, right now he's like RB35. I think he's definitely going to jump up, you know, as the weeks progress. And, you know, I don't know, I think he top 15 guy, you know, before we know it in a few weeks, and, you know, maybe even higher if he can kind of do some of the things that I think you will do in the passing game as the team gets more confident in him. Yeah, I mean he's got a tough sled this coming week with Buffalo. And yeah. that's I mean you never
1: get there, but then you go into a, a vulnerable Atlanta defense, Saints who who look good against Green Bay, and not so much the other week with it. Kansas City's run vulnerable Green Bay, you can get around Denver prevents you with a little a little bit of there, but you, you got to feel good with especially in the division games. Mm-hmm. what you might have access to and granted he got stuff stymied a little bit by the uh, by the giants um but i i still think i like the the remaining five matchups that he can get out and be productive um in the nfc east
0: yeah definitely i mean i think the fact of the matter is week one he had 25 you know or 23 touches uh 25 you know targets and runs uh you know, the, the second week, you know, th- was a Thursday night game. You know, they brought a new quarterback. He only had 15 combined touches. Um, I don't know. I think brighter days are ahead for Antonio Gibson. I'm a fan of his.
1: Yeah, I, I, I have to be. I traded for him. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, you could, you know, just ship him off or something.
1: Uh, I don't even I, know. I, I don't know. I'll write it. We'll see what happens.
0: All right. Well, anything else like just early season thoughts or things to, uh, Talk about before we go into the very exciting and riveting matchups this week. Yeah, the matchups are a little rough, but the hashtag foreshadow. Um,
1: I, I guess is there, are you concerned with any of the big injuries that we've seen or any of the injuries in general with it that that could be
0: problematic? So let's go through some of the injuries. We've obviously seen, um, you know, for quarterbacks, you mentioned Andy Dalton, you know, Tua Tagapaloa. Um, Tarad. To Rod Taylor. Um, who else am I missing? There, yep, was? there was another big one that went went out. I'm I'm
1: looking for it right now.
0: I mean, I know Deontay Johnson suffered an injury at the end of the game, but it seems like it's not a major one, and he avoided it. Um, I don't know if I'm missing an injury. Um, I feel there were there were a couple big ones. I mean, obviously the Carson Wentz two sprained ankles is is doesn't never sound a f- deal. No, that that one seems a little. I mean, Josh Jacobs, you know, is out, um, or was out last week, and it sounds like he might be out this week. Antonio Brown on the COVID list. Um, Big Ben, I guess, has a shoulder piece. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think injuries. Like there were a lot of like moments. You know, I think for there was a stretch where we saw. You mentioned Dalton. Uh, Tua, I think Baker Mayfield, I think Derek Carr, like six quarterbacks. Oh, Jarvis like- Landry was another one. Jarvis Landry went to IR. He's out for a few weeks. I mean, I don't know. This the Cleveland offense is interesting. Um, they want to run the ball. Um, and we just haven't seen, you know, Baker's been all right, but there just hasn't been the production in that offense. Um, is are they missing, you know, an old beckham junior? Just like having you know more legit pass catchers out there i don't know um i guess you know daryl henderson had a rib injury um in the fourth quarter and he didn't return to the game he might be the one that is potentially the biggest one and could have a huge impact um the 49ers backfield just continues to suffer injuries left and right you know elijah mitchell he was kind of the, the fantasy surprise week one Sounds like he might be out of bed. You know, Jamichael Hastie's going to be out of bed. You know, Trey Sermon has a concussion. Like, there are several running backs that just— and Raheem Mostert's already out for the most of the year— or all the year. Like, that team cannot catch a break. Um, But I don't know. I don't think there's any game-changing injuries just yet. Um, If if there's something that picks up with Darrell Henderson, um, that could be a problem. But outside of that, I mean, the biggest is probably Jerry Judy, who will be out for, like, another month or so.
1: Yeah. I I just – anytime we talk about this, injuries just play such a a riveting factor into where some teams might have to go to and what kind of either desperation you have to get into out of, you know, FEMO Mm -hmm. or this is – like, this is the way. Like – Like I have spoken, this is the way that that's just where you have to follow. You just have to follow the road down that way. And I mean, again, we never wish injuries upon anybody, but it, it sure makes for interesting futures.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, injuries will always play a role till the end of time in fantasy football. Um, And this year with it being very top heavy um, injuries could become an even bigger issue because the degree of difficulty that everyone will find themselves in is very high. It'll be a, uh, you know, a very, you know, a big tight roping act uh, to manage any big injuries. And unfortunately they're inevitable, um, but we just can't control when they'll happen. The last question I'll ask you, and this will be the most
1: riveting part of the, of the podcast Ryder cup starts this week. Mm-hmm. Do you do you going U S or Europe? Oh yeah. USA. Really? I'm, I'm... I'm, as much as I, as much as I want to be a USA fan, I'm, I'm a, If I were betting, I everything on Europe. No. Yeah. No. Sorry. I just there's too nope. much. Nope. No. no I doubt, I, my go ahead. All right. All right. Be, this they're will be. They're gonna do it for Tiger. They said they're doing it for Tiger. I, everybody's gonna do it for fucking Tiger. Team Europe's gonna do it for fucking Tiger. Like it's just what it is. But, <laughs> but I don't, I just I like the experience on Europe better. There's there's too much. Instability on the
0: the U.S. roster for me. They're going to be galvanized around Mister. Bryson Deshembre and his rivalry against everyone else. I just I want Morikawa just to fucking kick everybody's ass. That's nice. that's all I care about. Him and JT.
1: <laughs> Did you see all JT's right. uh, spikes today? No,
0: I didn't. It yeah. said "We
1: the People" on one side, and then it had the the Statue of Liberty with the American flag on the other. Everybody else had plain white ones on, and fucking JT's out there just repping America hard fucking love that shit that's pretty neat all right let's go to the exciting part of the, the the podcast here for those of you that are still hanging around for this exciting pickup matchup
0: yes matchups are very exciting this week with six matchups featuring six teams that will make the play likely make the playoffs for six teams that likely won't make the playoffs um a lot of variety is going to happen this week uh dan we went four and two last week we're up to both nine and three on the week um we're i swear ready. to god if
1: we don't go fucking six and oh this week together like this would be a huge
0: issue because <laughs> so i've got all six of my picks
1: in there i'm j- I, like i've already typed them in
0: there yeah we, we're all going the same but we'll go through each one and how about when we go through each team let's just do a fun exercise and uh, Pick the player that you think will be the best player on this team a year from now.
1: Okay. I can get on board with that. Or I'll, i so will do, I'll do you one better best team on the best player on the team a year from now. And the guy that I think is going to put up the most points on that roster
0: for this, this week? week.
1: Yep. For this week. Okay.
0: All right, sure. We'll do those two. All right. So let's start with uh, Mr. Adam and Steve's team. And how about you break, or how about you give us first? Um, let's look at Steve's team. Give me the player that a year from now you think is the best on this roster and who's scoring the most points this week? I think the
1: best player on the roster a year from now. Let me continue to scroll down some of these pieces to make sure I'm not missing anything. I'm 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 still gonna go with it. I'm gonna say Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, I just who the fuck knows what's what his situation is gonna be, and if he can get out of the Antonio Brown choose. Um, I think he's the best player on this roster. Um, the team I think that's gonna put up the most amount of points this week, I'm gonna go with Rondale Moore. I really, really like the matchup against Jacksonville. Um, he had a, he had he had a good week in week one. He had a big week in week two with it. I think, I think that chemistry is there with with Kyler Murray. So that'll be that'll be what I'm looking for out of out of uh, Steve's team.
0: All right. Um. So yeah, best player a year from now. Um. I don't know. I kind of want to be original, and I'm gonna go with. Ha! Fuck it. Let's go with Rondale Moore. <laughs> OK, I mean, Michael Thomas is the easy pick, Yep, but that, that
1: took the a, easy way out
0: there. I don't know. There, It's it's a weird situation, right? There's and we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I think even just the Jameis Winston show, you know, I know you got him in a, another league. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it shakes out. Uh, the results have been very Jameis Winston-esque through two weeks. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how it goes uh, this week, though, for the high scorer. Let's go with Sam Darnold in primetime. The only game Thursday night. Um, Houston's been a little bit feisty, but I don't know. I think Darnold can put up like 21 points or something. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. No. Um, I mean, when we look at Adam's team, it, it immediately starts with Patrick Mahomes. Yep, like, we'll both like, take him. As... Like,
1: sorry, that's just the easy one with it. Like, you talk about the layup. That, that's the layup of layups mm-hmm. for us. Um, big week this week, though. <sighs> Give me Stefan Diggs against Washington. Tougher matchup, but I uh, I've, they've got something to come back out and show. And I think Josh Allen lights the field up. And the only way he does that is with Stefan Diggs.
0: Yeah. Um, that's tough. I'm going to go with, I think, Austin Eckler. I think that Chargers uh, Chief matchup is going to be a very back and forth game. And I don't know. I think the Chargers, excuse me. Yeah, the Chargers defense can do just enough maybe to neutralize Mahomes a little bit. I think Austin Eckler. Um, I don't know, I think they have to unleash him if they want to win this game they're going to have to get him involved early and often so give me Austin Eckler and for the matchup on the week we're both rolling with Adam squad yeah alright, yep. let's move on and let's do Kevin and Chris's game this week um, and let's start with the underdog uh, Chris's team who, who are you taking this time next year and who's putting up the most points this week
1: Um, best player on this team a year from now, Jamar Chase.
0: Oh yeah. Really? really,
1: Yep. Love the upside. Love the the talent. Love the height. Love the physicality that this kid brings to the field. I give me, give me Jamar Chase. And I tell you what, I'm gonna go and just double it up. Jamar Chase puts up the most points this week. Tough matchup against Pittsburgh. I don't I don't give a shit. This
0: kid's Mm -hmm. that talented. I'll I'll take that. So yeah, I'm taking Jamar Chase as well for a year from now. I'm gonna go like A little bit of a Hail Mary, and this is me trying to be ironic. Let's go Marquez (laughs) Valdez-Scantling. He has had so, like, Aaron Rodgers has tried to hit him on so many bombs. Like, I think he's due for a 70-yard-plus bomb. Um, And that might be his only catch, but that 70-yard touchdown is going to be worth, like, 17 points. And that might be enough to be Chris's high scorer for the week. So, give me MVS. Yeah, I mean, when we go over to the flip side, I this is where it, you know you get into
1: a a roster that is has a lot of top tier talent.
0: It's hard to pick who could be the best player a year from now. I think, at least with Kevin, I I agree. I'm
1: I I'll, I as much as I want to say Travis Kelsey, I'm still going to go with Derrick Henry. Okay, um, just four years of an age gap with it. The 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 hard part for me is Henry is a bruiser. He's a guy that's designed to to take a lot of punishment, just with just how the running style and that offense needs to be.
0: For starters, and, well, yeah, not so fast, my friend. Yeah, he was a PPR monster this past week. Oh yeah, he had six
1: receptions for fifty five yards. That's fucking insane. He was, I'm, I'm curious uh, if those uh, are Derek career Henry highs for him. Was it Alvin Kamara? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, you could yeah make a case with it, um, but I think Derrick Henry is the best player this week. I think highest scoring player. This coming week, give me Calvin Ridley. Okay. I I th- I think that that game's just going to be a straight shootout.
0: All right. Well, I going to be opposed to that. Um, I think for best player a year from now, I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. Um, I don't think it's going to be in Green Bay unless he's franchise tagged. But I I don't know. Devontae Adams is too good. I think he'll probably be playing on a different team next year, and I think he'll be money uh wherever he goes. Um for best player this week. I'll go with Kelsey. I think he's gonna put up a lot of points. Um well actually no, I take that back. I don't like I take that back. I don't like that matchup for Kelsey. Um how about Stafford in a shootout against Tampa Bay. You know, maybe yep. uh we'll see a redo of week 1 with the Cowboys and the the Buccaneers. Uh just a classic shootout. Maybe a preview of the NFC Championship game, I don't know.
1: Yeah, very well could be. I I'd be curious to see how the defense plays against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm.
0: And we're both going with Kevin? Yep. Are you going to roll the nope, dice with? Chris? Nope,
1: nah, nope, nope. I nope, like to, nope. think I play smarter than dumber.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Um let's move on to I don't know. Sam and Nick Ruth. This yep. matchup. Uh, and let's start with Nick's team. Who are you going to take a year from now? And who's going to be the highest scorer this week?
1: Dak Prescott. A year from now. Still the best player. As much as I love Justin Herbert. As much as I think Noah Fant's fucking fantastic with it. Um, I'm just scrolling through really quick. Just to make sure that I'm not missing somebody. Yeah. I give me Dak Prescott. I think that's he's 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 shown he can come back and play. Rough week against the the Chargers and everything, but I still really like what he's put down. Um high score this week, DJ Moore.
0: Love, love the matchup against the Texans. All right. Um yeah, I'm gonna go with Dak Prescott as well. Just you know, quarterback, very good at his job, um, great offense. He has to be the guy a year from now uh, for the top performer this week. I guess I'll just double down on Dak Prescott Monday night against the Eagles. Why not double Dak attack? You can't go wrong there. No. And <laughs> let's move on to Sam's team. Um, Who you take in a year from now as his best player. And who's going to put up the most points this this week? Christian McCaffrey for both. Uh, I know I'm going to only pick
1: him for the best player a year from now because I think I there's another matchup that I'm going to piggyback off for you because I'm going to take Dak Stack with CD Lamb for throwing up Ooh. points this week. I again, I really like the matchup in Philly for
0: for CD. Are we talking like thirty points or something? I,
1: I Yes, I think it's going to be a three touchdown, borderline two hundred yard effort. Okay. So, all right. I'm going to take Christian. Michael Gallup and, and Amari Cooper is a little bit banged up. Okay.
0: I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey, too, as best player. I mean, I don't know. If you removed Christian McCaffrey as an option, because, like, him and, you know, the, yep. excuse me, Patrick Mahomes, like, they're just, they're cheating. Like, those those are the easy picks. Yep. Who else would you pick uh, a year from now on Sandstein? team? Mm.
1: I'm sitting between Joe Burrow and Alvin QB Kamara. You be one. one. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, that? yeah. I QB know. I one. want to say Justin Fields and everything Justin like that. I, 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 a year from now, I just don't see it happening. Three years from now, very possibly. I, give me Kamara. Sorry. I just, I, I love what I see out of Kamara. Give me Justin. Fields. Oh yeah, I mean, I want Justin Fields to be. No, I, too. I'm. Taking Justin. My fucking, my fucking, my fucking jerseys on back order until fucking November.
0: Oh yeah, that sounds about right. It was there was a national shortage. I ordered uh, it. I ordered it. I ordered it, bef- I ordered it before you even got the starting job. I ordered it on week one. I you can't are, imagine what it's looking like right one. now. we were there on day one. You're
1: a true fan. I sometimes you got to believe. If you don't believe, you don't receive. That goes that same way with fucking
0: Christmas gifts and many other things in
1: life.
0: They look boobs. Sure. Yeah. Boobs that you you don't receive boobs. Math checks out on that one. You got it. But Um, but I tell you what, you've never looked at a pair that hasn't made me smile. For the highest score player this week for Sam, how about AJ Brown? I mean, I think Julio Jones had a big week, you know, last week. um, And I think this could be like the alternating, Thing for them, so I'll take AJ Brown as the the highest scoring team this week, and mm-hmm. we're both taking Sam. Yep, yep. we're real original. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to how about your matchup? You're sure. taking Stefan, yep. and uh, let's start with I guess your team. You know, a year from now, we're both going to pick Josh Allen, but giddy let's up, pretend Josh. Josh Allen. Yeah. Let's pretend Josh Allen isn't an option. Uh Gibson give me Antonio Gibson.
1: I like like we talked about earlier. Love the upside, love the the ability to do both sides of the the ball and run and catch. I think Gibson is the best player that I have looking at it going forward. Guy Can
0: that Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to take your first overall pick in next year's draft.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean it, that you wouldn't be wrong. I'm not trying to be funny, but I think that'll be your second best player a year from now. And I really like Antonio Gibson, but I think you're at this point, a top three pick seems likely or with very sexy and it could potentially be higher. So that's that's what I'll go with. And I mean, I I potentially get a shot at a
1: guy that for those of you that are playing in leagues with other leagues with me that I have two already ownership stairs in a Debbie piece. So you really want Spencer Rattler. I love Spencer Rattler. I really do. I think the kid's a fucking stud. Um, player that I think scores me the most points this week. Jared Goff. Ah, uh, yeah, it's Jared Goff. Wait, really? It, I it really is Jared Goff. The only one I was playing between was was Pittman, but I you forgot don't think that you, Carson you don't Wentz is going to play. Gonna show up?
0: I'm I, I you said I had to rule Allen out. Oh no, no, no. I said just
1: rule Allen out for the uh, Oh no. Okay, if I get the Josh Allen. Yes. Okay. If, if I'm not picking Josh Allen, I would be picking Jared Goff. My quarterback situation is the only thing that's going to kill me on potential points with this, which, I mean, it is what it is. But, I mean, for those people that want to make serious inquiries about Jared Goff, please call me at 262-496-7994. Um, ask for Jenny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, okay. That's what I got for me. What do you got for me?
0: Um... Hmm. I'll take Antonio Gibson this week over Josh Allen. I don't love the matchup against that Washington <sighs> football team. And uh, I mean, if he bounces back, it's definitely, you know, not out of the realm of possibilities, but I just think really tough matchup. I'm expecting the football team to actually pull off the upside. Ooh. hmm Ooh. Shut your dirty little mouth. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. So S- flip side. Team. And this, you know, I think is another tough roster. A year from now, who do you think is the best player? And who's going to score the most points this week?
1: Scrolling. This is, I, it's it's tough. There's a couple guys that stick
0: out that could very well be that guy. So Tom Brady, we have to, like, remove for, like, best player a year from now. That's just not fair.
1: I think best player in his roster a year from now is, it's got to be Nick Chubb. Like As much as I want to sit down and say it's Joe Mixon, I, I I firmly believe it's Nick Chubb. And the only reason Nick Chubb isn't as great as what he can be is because Kareem Hunt's on the roster. And Kareem Hunt is could arguably be made a starting running back for some of the other teams in the league. Um, yeah. But I really like what Nick Chubb brings to the field. He, he doesn't get as much work in the passing game because Kareem Hunt's there, but I still think he has the ability to do it. But the man's a workhorse on the ground. Top player? This week on this roster, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say he does it back to back weeks. Cooper Cup. I, th- I think this mm-hmm. is a legit real thing.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think it's legit too. I think he's definitely gonna flirt with the top ten wide receiver status. Um, so that's a good pick. I think for me, for best player a year from now, I think you're right. I mean, it's got to be Nick Chubb. I think potential contenders could be, you mentioned Joe Mixon, Najee Harris. I mean, Keenan Allen. Dark horse, yep. obviously, and even Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Um definitely has some options. I think for the high score this week, though, I'm gonna go with Keenan Allen. I'm kind of keying in on that Chargers Chiefs game. Um, and I think Allen's gonna be needed. He's gotta produce this week. Um, and you know, just to help this Chargers offense get some points on the board. And we're both rolling with Mr. Stefan.
1: Yep, Stefan. I'm just really quickly pulling up the over-under of the Chargers Chiefs game. I don't with even it, know
0: what it is, but uh
1: it's over under is 54 and a half. That seems pretty high. Uh, is it bad? I think that that's low. Like, I think no, I think
0: that's a high number for Vegas is odd, so it's we should see some fireworks, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but
1: I, I could see this game being 38 35 when it's all said and done. I hope.
0: Got a lot of players and a all lot right. of money. I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. Um, two, all right. two, inevitable. Un- fortunate matchups left to talk about yes we do and let's let's go with my matchup taking on jerry um just made the trade we get to play each other and potentially laugh when we see who fails in mm-hmm. the trade or something um let's start with jerry's team a year from now who are you taking as the best player and uh, right now who's going to be his top scorer this week best player a year from now i think there's
1: two th- maybe three names that stick out to me but give me Kyle. Would, wait, Pitts. wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, okay. Damn. Sorry. What were you gonna say?
0: I was gonna say let's hear the three players. Okay. So, I, so uh,
1: for me, it's it's Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddle, and Jalen Hurts. Interesting. Those are the those are the three no, that DK. I'm. I like DK. Okay. I do. I'm just not. I guess I'm not as all aboard the Seahawks offense as I should be. That's fair. With it, but I. I there's not many people that come along that are as talented as Kyle Pitts is. Um, Jalen Waddell, again, like you said, we've seen, we saw a great first two weeks out of him, understanding that he came in and still put up eight against the Buffalo defense. And Jalen Hurts is all the ceiling in the world. But I feel like there's just, Kyle Pitts is the second coming of Travis Kelsey in my eyes. And Travis Kelsey is, you might be able to make an argument for the, for the best player in his
0: position of all time. Mm, Rob Gronkowski says you're a fucking
1: idiot. I through for, for, for two weeks. Rob Gronkowski is a thousand percent correct. No, no, that's I'm saying you said for his career, though. I agree. Yep, I still, I st- said, still think. I, st- yep, Travis I
0: Kelsey over Rob Gronkowski for your, their career.
1: I, I, that's where I'm going to lean at the current
0: moments. Interesting. Very interesting. Um. All right, for me, for the year from now. It's tough. I think I'm going to go with DK Metcalf. I'm a little bit higher on him than you are. I think I know the Seattle offense is a little frustrating that it's definitely featuring Tyler Lockett a little bit more. Um, He's kind of been the, you know, he's seen the success from those big long bomb touchdowns, but I think DK Metcalf has shown a history of being able to do those as well. And I think his time will come. Um, And I think, you know, Next year, you know, be a year older and I think a little bit, you know, wiser, whatever you want to say. Um, Tyler Lockett will also be as well. Um, and I think you know, it'll be DK Metcalf's time to shine. All right, uh, yeah, this weekend for this week, let's go with Jalen Hurts.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, that that Cowboy Philly game could be an absolute shit show as
0: well. Absolutely, yeah, rivalry game, primetime. It's you know, set up for I think a bit, a huge game, um, much better than whatever crappy matchup we saw last year between these guys in primetime. Yes. All right. All right. Let's, let's look at my team Um, a year from now. Who are you taking as the best player on this team? And who do you think is going to put up the most points this week? So I think there are there are just two names.
1: As much as I want to throw a third name in there and Allen Robinson okay. as part uh-huh. of it, I think there's two names that stick out. Okay. First name is Dalvin Cook. The second name is Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Uh, I'm going to take Dalvin Cook. All right. I'm gonna take Kyler Murray. Yeah, I, and I figured there's I there's that piece with it. I Murray through these first couple of weeks has been absolutely insane. Absolutely Big fantastic. Team. But I, but this workload, this horse of a of a running back in Dalvin Cook, I the guy the man touches the ball at least 20 times a game every game. And he gets he's dynamic. He's not as aggressive as Derrick Henry is, but he's a little bit more elusive. And Having that elus- elusivity, is that a word? Elusivity? We'll allow it. TDA sponsors that. Yeah, we appreciate that. I'm through the first one already. Get ready to move on to the second one. Um, <laughs> I, I like I like the shiftiness that he has. Um, player that I think is going to light it up. I'll homer in here. Give me Allen Robinson this week. I will absolutely. I think he
0: is poised to have a very, very big week i would agree that i mean this bears offense is going to be very fun to watch um with fields in here um dalton he he was very adequate but he did not take chances he did not throw the ball deep um i don't know fields definitely has potential for some fireworks um and it'll be exciting to watch i think for me for my top performer this week i'm going to go with darren waller um against miami i think the defense is kind of solid but I don't know. Waller's just an exceptional playmaker, and I think he's going to put up a lot of, a lot of catches this week. I think like over twelve.
1: I I wouldn't be surprised. Absolutely, Derek Carr loves hitting him.
0: Oh yeah. Um. All right. So we're both taking my team. You yeah. Your team? Nope. Nope. Right. Sorry. Last one. We're going back to the the defending champ taking on Mister Arman, and let's start with Arman. Uh, who's the best player a year from now on this team? I think I'm going to say a
1: name that you don't think I'm going to say All just right, because Trevor Lawrence is on say, here. Who, who am I going to
0: say? You're going to say. Knowing you, you're going to be spicy and say Cortland Sutton. It's close. He was, he was in
1: my top three with this Terry McLaurin.
0: Okay.
1: I, I scary Terry. I, this Washington team is going to end up with a quarterback change. And I think it's going to be a quarterback change for the better. And with what Terry's done, Last week with Hinnicky, could you imagine if he had a a top ten what, quarterback to throw him the ball? It, it'd be unfucking real. This this might be he might be borderline Devontae Adams level, in, potentially with that. And I think that's a big piece that we're going to be seeing coming up. You can make a case for Saquon Barkley. You can make a case for Trevor Lawrence. Y- yes, I hundred percent. Cortland Sutton, you can be a little spicy on. I like Terry McLaurin here for oh, five, players that. Players to have a big game, Saquon. They hammer me some Saquon this week against this Atlanta you, defense. You think he breaks out? I think he breaks out. I think we see a 175
0: and two on the ground. Whew. All right. Um, I think a year from now, the best player. I mean, I think a year from now, the highest drafted player on our Mons team, which we didn't ask, is going to be Trevor Lawrence. But I think the best player, I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley. You know, I just, he's the closest, you know, person that can compete with Christian McCaffrey. Um, I, you know, could potentially have a new quarterback um, or maybe Daniel Jones figures it out and is like that much better going into next year. I don't know. But Barkley, I think it's my pick for the best player uh, a year from now on this team. As far as who's going to score the most points this week. Honestly, I think Sutton's going to keep it rolling this week. Good matchup against the Jets. Um, Yeah, why not? He he was a monster last week. Let's have, you know, he'll pull like a Josh Gordon or Megatron back-to-back like 180-yard weeks or something crazy. Mm
1: -hmm. Why not? I hope so. I mean, it'd be a fun one to watch happen.
0: All right. And Zane's team, the defending champ a year from now. Who is the best player on this team? Tyreek Hill. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, as much as I want to say Jonathan Taylor or, like, go to go to Lamar Jackson, I, you don't outrun the cheetah. And when Patrick Mahomes is throwing you the ball and you can take the top off the of defense, I'll take that every time. And, I mean, if I had millions of dollars, I would encourage him to continue, continue to throw the peace sign up as he blows by fucking people. <laughs> but... I don't have that kind of money, so I'm not paying any fines. If Tyreek Hill, you would happen to listen to this podcast, nope, um, oh, sorry, it's not happening.
0: I I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. I yeah, think.
1: I, I think we could have flipped the coin there.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think those are the two options, um, or the the ones that made the most sense. Jonathan Taylor is probably maybe the distant third option, but Hiller's um, Lamar definitely <laughs> had to be the picks. As far as top player goes this week.
1: I'm gonna go Hill back to back here, even though I really like the DeAndre Hopkins matchup. Um, but I mean, with with Hop being a little questionable, and you know, yeah, I, I give me Hill again. I'm gonna double dip Tyreek Hill.
0: I'm gonna go with DeAndre Hopkins. I like the matchup against Jacksonville. I think I'm gonna pick Kyler Murray and you know my team. I just well, I didn't pick I picked Aaron Waller, but I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a big week. Um, So let's let's roll with him against Jacksonville. Um, After all, I mean, Urban Meyer said every week is like playing to Alabama. So, you know, this week against Arizona, um, the Alabama Cardinals is going to be tough.
1: Is he just a bad NFL coach? I mean, Do, do we just call it spade a spade at that point in time? Is he just that fucking bad of an NFL coach?
0: It's hard to say. I mean, that they were picking first overall for a reason, but yeah, okay, the early early returns are not go- not great, and we're both going with Zane's team this week. Yes, we were both going with Zane's team this week, so we've been shocked you or not been, shocked, yeah. but like we've we've had the same picks for the first twenty four games.
1: I think or this really games. turns into into something that gets more exciting as we begin to move into interconference. and granted, I'm on the short stick in interconference with it, which is, which is fine. Like I understand records don't matter as far as potential points go for picking, yep. but for record wise to get in you, the three of you guys on the other side have to be licking your chops to have a shot with me. <laughs> um, I, again, I think the it's, it, it, it'll, it'll be interesting. I granted Nixon that conversation as well, in right. the rebuild side, so well, I, think I mean, I the think three teams on our side have the lick your lips chop. I, I, the matchup of the week is going to be me versus Ruth on who sucks more.
0: Well, for sure. I mean, and Sam and Adam definitely luck out because they'll avoid the um, mm-hmm. the playoff teams yep. for a few weeks. So that'll be, you know, the perks of missing the playoffs uh, in the schedule um, creation process.
1: I think that's where the the straw break the camel's back.
0: Just those three weeks are literally going to be the
1: difference in every single it's going to be the it's going to be the pick and piece right there those three weeks
0: yeah no i think that's fair all right should we wind it down yeah we're done let's shut it down this has been a good podcast not a great podcast but a good podcast kind of like you know the matchups this week they're they're good but they mostly suck i really hope that i i hope somewhere
1: there's lightning in a bottle like let's let's find lightning in a bottle from one of the bottom 6 and
0: just throw all sorts of shambles into this shit maybe you guys need to like combine into like some sort of transformer and hey, we form should have one ultimate team we should all be able to combine our benches into playing you guys and I, even benches. then, I still don't think I don't we don't would even, fucking win <laughs> no i don't think so all right brother but it was
1: a, it was a fun one
0: until next time adios